This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Monday, June 8th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew DeWaskin. Matt, how you doing? Doing, doing well. Good. Good to hear. Good to hear. I'm having the worst technology weekend, as I've been tweeting about and you've heard me rant about. My internet is just on the fritz, and even my cell phone was not cooperating on Saturday. And, I don't know, one of those weekends where you realize how technology-reliant you are. It's been bad. Dylan, is is your refrigerator running? My refrigerator is running, luckily. And Dylan, you better catch it. I better catch it. Um... Yeah, it's also super hot here. Are you getting the heat wave over there, or is that just in the northwest? I think it's just in the northwest. It's pretty. It's been pretty mild here this weekend. I think it's we had like a high of like eighty one today. Oh, I think it's ninety one here, and people are dying. There's usually about two weeks a year in Portland where like you wish you had an air conditioner, and we might be hitting that now. You don't have an air conditioner? Oh, uh, we happen to, but most places don't. Because again, really? you only need it for about two weeks a year. It's really never that bad, or at least not that much. So. Um, yeah, we do have an air conditioner. We haven't turned it on yet, but we might be getting there. Actually, I haven't tr- I've, I've got a clean mine, so. Yeah. So, that's a trip. You need a filter, right? You gotta go get one? Yeah, but I don't think it's ever been cleaned, and I think it's about 30 years old. Oh, boy. That'll be a project. <sighs> yeah. I'm excited for the updates there on, on you <laughs> going to Home Depot. I'm not. I don't. No, no, there's like a hardware shirt on the, down, uh, like down the street for me now, so I don't have to go to Home Depot anymore. Yeah. Nice, nice, the mom and pop. Well, uh, we're going to look at DFS picks for Monday, June 8th. Uh, eight games on the evening, so it's fairly straightforward. A smaller slate, but no funky times, really. So most of these games should be bunched together for you. And as always, we start at catcher. Matt, for once, catcher was pretty thin, at least in my eyes. Did as any, uh, was in mine. <laughs> yeah, did any uh, stick out to you? Yes, one. Is it Yasmani Grandal? No. Oh, I like Yasmani Grandal against Robbie De La Rosa. I, I like yeah, I, I like Yasmani Grandal too. Yeah, uh, who'd you like more than that? Uh, Russell Martin versus Brad Hand in Toronto. Okay, yeah, I don't have an excuse for that one getting by me. That's a good one. I think uh, that Blue Jay stack is going to be a popular one against a mediocre lefty in Toronto. You could really say that for any day, but yeah, pretty much. I mean, this is yeah. I mean, we talk about how, like, oh, yeah, Mike Trout's good every day, and Josh Donaldson is good most days, but at home against a lefty is when you want to pay the price, and Brad Hand's not even good, so sorry to Brad Hand and the Hand family, but uh, he's not above average in the major leagues. So, yes, I think Russell Martin, right-handed, is a good part of that stack. Not only can he do well, but that whole lineup's going to do well. I think we'll talk about him a lot in this episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, it's a short stack. It's a short day, so. It's going to be an obvious one, but for good reason. I don't, you know, pick your strategy how you want to go with the obvious or the not, but I think they should be worth their money. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I like Yasmani Grandal. And the only other one I wrote down is Evan Gaddis gets Chris Sale, and he likes to hit lefties, but no way, right? Yes, no way. Yeah, I, no. Yeah, no way. Uh, I could see him running into one, and if he hits it, it'll go far, but... Yeah. You, I you, could, could say, you, you could say that literally any day, though. Yeah. Uh, I He could also Golden Sombrero for you. So if you want to really go non-obvious, maybe. But that's going to be tough, you know, for him. Agreed. Okay. Uh, first base. Brad Hand is in Toronto, but so is Marco Estrada. Did you yes. go with your boy? All oh. over your boy? Which boy are we talking about? Justin Boer. 
I wanted to mention him just because I think he's probably going to be DH. I don't know if they're going to start him. I don't know if they're going to put him at first base if mm-hmm. DH open. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I don't see why he. You know, it's Marco Estrada. You know, yeah. it, in Toronto, that's really all you're going to say. Yeah, uh, if he gets in DH or first base, you know, like you said, probably worth the attention there. Mm. And then um, on the flip side, the obvious one's going to be Edwin, but he's a little banged up, so. Make sure he's in the lineup. He certainly might not be, you know. So keep an eye on him. Um, and it's a shoulder, so it might be a tough pick anyway, even against Brad Hand. So I have a hard time really getting behind Edwin at first base on Monday. Um, I'd have my eye on him, but I don't know if I'd pick there. What about no, you? I, th- I think there are other more. If you're going obvious options, I think there are better plays out there. Yeah. Um, who else do you like at first base? Uh, Adrian Gonzalez versus Ruby De La Rosa. Of course, sure. It's a matchup that, that, that I find pretty attractive if you're going obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going more, you know, non-traditional, mm-hmm. you know, I would, I would like to recommend Joe Maurer against can't Jason even say Hart. It. You can't even get it out. No, I, 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 I couldn't remember if it was Jason or Justin and I wanted to get it right. Uh, it's, I mean, it's a lefty, which I don't think really matters for when it's Jason Vargas, you know. I mean, it's a bad pitcher. It's a fly ball pitcher. I don't know. Joe Maurer is so incredibly unexciting, I feel like. Yeah, but believe it or not, he actually hits lefties reasonably well for, you know, for a left-handed yeah. first baseman. Yeah. No, absolutely. And he will hit, and he should draw his walks. I guess what you're betting on there is the Twins to hit lefties, which they do. And the twins to drive in runs, which makes no sense. You've read about have you have you heard about like the twins being in first place and how nuts that is and It makes no sense. Almost all of it is runners in scoring position. Magic. Voodoo magic. Like they're hitting three hundred with runners in scoring position and like two thirty otherwise. Like and I remember the Cardinals said this a few years ago, but they were also a team that could actually hit. But I don't know. I'm not I think I mentioned this last year. I don't actually believe this but the only thing that pops in my head when something like that happens is like sign stealing and i don't want to accuse them of that i don't actually believe that but that's the only thing that makes me go like maybe that would be an explanation if you're like desperate for an explanation of other than just you know random chance i i I can't wait to tell steve that you're accusing the twins of stealing signs certainly not doing that it's just i mean what's another like why would guys hit better guys on scoring position i mean we're just gonna assume it's it's circumstance which i also firmly believe i think that's more likely that it's Honestly, random you know, just being a white Sox fan i've, I've you know there have been rumors about that for you know that the twins do it yeah like, 20, like since since the tom kelly days that the twins have been i mean i think pioneers. i mean are we talking about guys on second base relaying signs or like weird binocular technology stuff I believe it's guys on second base. Yes. Primarily. Don't you think most teams do that, though? I would imagine so, but I think some some might be better than others. You I know, mean... Some, some might actually teach it. This isn't be. the topic of the podcast, you know, but we can go on the tangent of just, like, baseball What's morals. Point? Like, do you think that's bad? No. I think... I mean, I tend to believe, and I don't feel strongly, but I tend to believe, like, whatever you're doing on the field, just you with your teammates stealing signs, that's okay. Obviously, you can't have a guy in the stands with binoculars and radios and stuff. That's over the line. But okay. you, that's just my belief, you know. But a guy on second base that's standing there because he made it to second base, like, using codes, like, I, I, part of me feels like that's part of the game. But I also don't feel strongly enough to argue it. Does that make sense? Yeah, you know, Personally, I, I have no problem with bending rules. Yeah. Yeah. None. 
So, but but like, so what if like what Toronto was accused of a couple years ago? The guy in the stands in the white shirt that would like stand or sit and like relay signs. Do you think that's, that's over the line? That's so hokey. I have a hard time believing it actually happened. But okay, or like there's all these legends of like guys on the scoreboard like flashing lights and stuff. Okay. Do you think that's over the line? Yeah, I think if you have to go to that level in order to compete, I think you're probably screwed anyway. <laughs> True. I think if you're enlisting either technological help or somebody that's, like, not in the dugout or on the team, I think that's over the line. But, again, I don't feel strongly. This is not what this podcast is about. But, uh, um, I don't know. That's just what I, what pops in my head, but I am certainly not accusing the Twins of that. I think there's a 90-plus percent chance they just have some crazy BABIP stuff going on. That said, I, I, I say accuse the Twins of doing that. I, I think you should, you should go out there, go out there hard against them. Yeah, and bring Steve in here and hear yes. what Steve has to say. Yes. Um, the point He's... is that Joe Mauer getting on base against Jason Vargas, whether you believe in this being predictive or not, can get driven in. I think that's a team that can drive in runs right now for whatever reason, and he gets on base. So, yeah, I can see Joe Mauer being interesting. Yeah, interesting. Um, I had Freddie Freeman against Ian Kennedy because why not? It's not in San Diego, and Ian Kennedy has been atrocious. Uh, Eric Hosmer gets Phil Hughes on the flip side of that. I assume yeah. you would like that. Pretty okay. I wish Phil Hughes were I'd, as good as he were last year. What's that? I mean, it, would, it would depend on price, but I'd be interested, yeah. Yeah. Uh, any other first baseman that you like? Yeah, there are. Okay. Who you got? I, I kind of feel obligated to throw my guy, Ben Paulson, out there if he can get in the lineup, which sure. isn't guaranteed. Yeah. But if he does, cheap option. Absolutely, and he rakes against righties, and he gets John Lackey. You're not worried about John Lackey? No, I'm really not. Okay, cool. Anybody else before starting on second base? Uh, Do you want to talk about Pedro Alvarez? I always love Pedro Alvarez, uh, but, I mean, it's been waning. It's Mm. If he's going to hit as low as he does, he needs to hit 25-plus homers. At least, yeah. Yeah, if he's hitting 19 or 21 homers, like it's not nearly the same value. It's a, I don't know. So I've cooled off on him. I think if you're doing something like a GPP, he always has the potential to go off for you, but there's a lot of bust days too. So, yeah, I don't know. Did you have more insight on Pedro Alvarez? No, I just, I just think he, he, he gets, he gets the meat, uh, he gets Jimmy Nelson. And yeah. I'm, I'm fairly certain Jimmy Nelson has been known to give up a home run or two. Yeah. I like him. His whip's low. He's one of those decent whip, more average ERA guys. So no. that can happen. So he's given up eight home runs in, six, in 67 innings. It Ugh. seems like a lot. Yeah. Okay. Second base. Where do you start at second base? Second base, honestly, I'm starting in the St. Louis-Colorado matchup. Okay. Your boy, Colton Wong? Yeah, it's, it's that, that's that's a name that's a name I would absolutely be targeting in, in this situation. Yeah. Sure. Goes to Colorado, gets David Hale, who is yeah. not intimidating. Not at all. Uh, you can also talk me to the other side of that with DJ LeMay, who should he be playing? Yeah, he's entering his prime and has never showed much pop. But entering his prime crap. He's all oh, I'm just saying. He seems like he's a guy that's been around for a while, and he's like what 26 off the top of my head. 27. Yeah, it's a, actually it's 100 percent correct. Did you, you look that up, or did you just guess? I just I've written about him. I I, I remember that he's. I thought he would be 30 because I feel like he's been around for a while, and I thought he's like a 30, 31 year old. Like no, he's still pretty young. So. Hmm. Buy or don't buy entering his prime, sure. The point is he's young enough to still impress. And so when he got off to a hot start this year, I was like, oh, that could be kind of legitimate. Mm-hmm. Again, not much pop. But if all of a sudden he's like, oh, I'm a 310 hitter now, I go, okay. You know, still 
fairly empty, uh, but useful, undoubtedly useful. So yes, I'm not, I'm not totally sold on the age 27 super prime thing, but I am more willing to listen on the potential of breakouts at that age, if that makes sense. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but I do like that against John Lackey. Sure, I think he's a good cheap option in Colorado against a pitcher that uh, yeah, can be part of a snack. And he runs a little bit. Back to the Astros against a lefty. Jose Altuve against Chris Sale? Nobody against Chris Sale, right? Pretty much no. Yeah, I'd, I'd be, you know, come on. I buy Altuve more than I buy Gaddis because he's not going to strike out a bajillion times. You can put something in play against him and get lucky. He's fast enough. Like, Perhaps. if I had to pick an Astro against Chris Sale, I'd pick Jose Altuve. That yeah. said, that said, I would not target. There's why would you don't take that over Colton Wong? It's it, yeah. it's a bad day. Yeah, it's a bad day to pay for. If you're paying full price for a guy, you want somebody like, you know like yeah. Colton Wong or even D yeah. Gordon. I could see. So I wanted to talk about D Gordon. He gets Marco Estrada, which is a good matchup. But for a fast guy like D Gordon, wouldn't you want more of a ground ball pitcher? You want him to keep it on the ground? Aren't you kind of worried that Estrada's going to get him to fly out? I have no idea what's going. You know, ground ball hitter facing a fly ball pitcher. I have no idea what's going to happen there. Um, yeah. I feel like Estrada, like that might be a good matchup for Estrada. I mean, D Gordon's still pretty good, but I don't know. I mean, D Gordon might enjoy the turf up there. Okay. Well, let me ask you this: Will D Gordon be in the batter's box? Yes. Then it's a bad matchup for Marco Estrada. That's that's fair. That's fair. I see your point. I don't think he'll do badly. It's just more of a paying full price type thing. And also, even if D Gordon doesn't do as well as you would hope, uh, just needs to get on base because the Marlins should do just fine against Marco Estrada. So I like him as a leadoff hitter and a good matchup. Um, I gotta mention my boy Brian Dozier against uh, Vargas, against Alessi. Yeah. He's been awesome. Uh, I like him and Colton Wong are my favorite picks. I mean, we talked about Altuve and Gordon, but Colton Wong, Brian Dozier, and then Howie Kendrick, it's De La Rosa. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm, it's never a bad day for Howie Kendrick. So I like that option more uh, just in part of a Dodgers stack. Any other guys I miss that you like more? No, no, I think we covered it pretty well. Okay. Third base. I have three names. Let's see if you can okay. get them. Alright. Yes. See if I can guess them or see if... See if you, we have the same ones. Who do you got at third base? Uh, third base. My third base stack begins and ends with Matt Carpenter. I, I love that Cardinal stack in, in Colorado. Then mm-hmm. again, I love the Marlins all weekend and they did nothing. Yep. Yep. It, it, yeah, they, they, not help me much this weekend. They, I'll be honest, I haven't looked at the box score yet today. He got dinged up on Saturday. Let me check right now, actually. Uh, so make sure Matt Carpenter is in the lineup. He might have been today. Again, off the top of my head. I would have checked, but I didn't have internet all day. So I'd actually watched no baseball on Sunday. Oh my gosh. Uh, I lied. Not even baseball today. And I, I lied. Busy. Matt Carpenter was in the lineup Sunday, so clearly on Saturday was fine. So yeah. he's A-OK going to Monday, and I agree. That's a good matchup for him. For sure. It's a great matchup for him. That's, that's where my stack kind of begins and ends. You could talk, you know, if he, Justin Turner's in the lineup against De La Rocha, you could talk me into it. Mm-hmm. Um, Nolan Arnado versus, uh, John Lackey, solid matchup, no problem with that. So do you like Todd Frazier against Cole Hamels? Like, it's a left-hander, but it's Cole Hamels. It's, I mean, it's not as extreme as picking against Chris Sale, but still a tough lefty. It's a tough lefty, but, no, I, I would not be afraid of shying away from Todd Frazier. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how much he's gonna get, help he's they, gonna get from the Reds, but you know the, the, there aren't too many lefties that I, I I wouldn't be willing to start him against. Honestly. Really, and you're just not intimidated by Cole Hamels? Not really. No, not in 2015. That's fair. I'm I, all right. I, I would think twice, but I wouldn't shy away. Um, but I like some other ones. 
Gotta mention Josh Donaldson at home against Brad Hand. The only downside of it is price and obviousness. I think he's going to be 30% used or something crazy. But he's going to be really expensive. But that, I mean, he's amazing at home. He's amazing against lefties. That's just, that's his sweet spot. So if you want to, if you're not shied away from the price and the obviousness of it, I think he's going to have a big day. He's just mm-hmm. been a monster. So Josh Donaldson has to be mentioned. Um, Trevor Plouffe gets uh, Jason Vargas, and I think the Twins can hit him. He's been bad. Uh, it's a big park, but I'm not sure it matters too bad. I like Trevor Plouffe. And flip side, yeah. Mike, Mike Moustakis. I was Phil just Hughes. about to ask you about Mike Moustakis. Yep, I like both sides of that, too. Phil Hughes has not done as well as last year. I mean, he set the bar pretty high last year, but... You know, yeah. Moustakis is really cooled off. He's only, he's he's got a three game hitting streak going into tomorrow or into, into Monday, I should say. Mm-hmm. But he only has three RBIs in his last ten games. Yeah, not good. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, there's potential there. He'll be cheap, hopefully. Any third baseman I missed? Uh, let me double check here. No one I really I, I really want to talk about. I mean, I, I guess if you're Yasmani Tomas guy, I am not. You could yeah. try try to roll him against. Mike Bolsinger, no, I'm I'm not a huge fan of that. Yeah, just okay. trying to see like, other. No, I. We we mentioned plenty of options. Third base is yeah. as usual, not so bad. It's not so bad. Yeah, third, third base is pretty is, seems to be pretty good. Um, yeah, it's, it's uh, I, I think we're I think we're good there. Yeah, how about shortstop for you? Let me pull, let me pull up my shortstops here. I have three, and I'm not pumped about either of them. Any of them, that is. Well. You know, again, you 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 want to start with the shortstop, you know, with, with the guy that I mentioned for every show, Johnny Peralta, just because yep. he's sa- he is so safe. Going to he, Colorado, he's yeah. my my big shortstop safety blanket. Yeah, I like him. I own him too. Um, I like that. A little more expensive, or, yeah. or at least higher name, um, is Jose Reyes, who is back and has been running since he came back. He doesn't run as much as he used to, but he's running since he came back and he's been producing also. Yeah, and. And I think the Blue Jays are going to blow up Brad Hand, and he could easily be a big part of that. So I could see uh, some potential there. Might be worth his, his money. And then cheaper option, Andrelton Simmons gets Ian Kennedy, and that's just a bet against Ian Kennedy being not great. So mm-hmm. if you wanted to punt shortstop, I don't think Andrelton Simmons is the worst place to take a flyer. Uh-huh. Yep. Same with, like, Jimmy Rollins against Ruby. Against Ruby. Uh, he could be fine, just in case the Dodgers do well against him. But I wouldn't be excited. I like Peralta the most, and Jose if you can if you can swing it. Outfield I, is a little little bit smaller of a list for me today, just because oh, I'm used to writing like names. I'm used to writing like 15 names. Um, yeah, where do you go in the outfield? Okay, let me pull my my outfield list here. <sighs> outfield, honestly, I would be really tempted to, to to roll. You know, if I'm looking to pay full price for a guy, I'm, I'm really I'm really looking at Jack Peterson against Ruby De La Rosa. I like that. Sure. Yeah, he's um, continues to be that's, hot. Probably where I'd I'd start with with him and Andre Ethier or, mm-hmm. um, you could talk me you could talk me into a pirate stack against Jimmy Nelson with 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 any of those three really with, I think McCutcheon probably would be the obviously the preferred choice mm-hmm. um with with the other two not as preferred I don't think yeah uh yeah Starling Marte I love against lefties but it's yeah. not like he's a slouch against righties no if you're looking cheap I guess you you could try Chris Colabello, but I think he's, he, I think the fantasy sports service has kind of wised up on him and sort of guys pay a bit more for him. So he's not as quite the deal. He's been he's, hot. I don't know that I buy it, but he's been no, hot. No, I don't buy it for a second either, but he, 
while he's out there and producing, why not? Yeah, you know? if you're going Blue Jays, you can pay full price for Jose Bautista. He also likes lefties and will draw walks, should score runs if they blow up. I don't mm. have a problem with that at all. If you want to go cheap in that stack, Danny Valencia often finds his way into left field and gets starts. And he likes to hit lefties. That's what he does. So I like him as a cheap play against Brad Hand to get in there. Okay. Even if you don't take the whole Blue Jays stack, Danny Valencia could be a sneaky pick. Mm-hmm. To to get some uh, get some value out of that, would you pay full price Giancarlo Stanton and Marco Estrada? Would I? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, fly ball guy in Toronto. Giancarlo Stanton does not get this opportunity very much. I don't think he'll get to face. I haven't looked at the calendar, but I don't know how many times he'll get to go to Toronto this year. Not many. So uh, that could be a good one for him. Christian Yelich at the same time could do just fine against Estrada. Yeah. You mentioned the other day if I like Cameron Maben against a righty. Yes. And I said no because it was Charlie Morton and Charlie Morton kills righties. <laughs> but he gets Ian Kennedy, who does not kill anybody right now, except yes, himself. I was, just, I, was, I was about to go there, yeah. yeah. You, you get the power speed thing with, with Cam, too. I like Cameron Maben. Again, I just that was a tough matchup in my eyes because it was a righty killer. But against Ian Kennedy, sure. It's not the platoon advantage, but Cameron Maben's going to be cheapish and can run and have some pop, and hopefully Freddie Freeman can drive him in. So mm. I would consider him as a cheap option. And then I told you I added another righty to my default twin stack to go with Dozier and Ploof. It's Torrey Hunter. Torrey Hunter's killing lefties also, and he gets Jason Vargas. Uh, I would, yeah, he's killing lefties. Yeah, I'm, I'm in on Torrey Hunter against lefties this year, at least okay. this month, at least right now. <laughs> Ask me again in August, but right. right now, sure. There's definitely some cheap and some expensive. You can go Bautista, you can go Stanton, you can go Peterson, or you can go Tory and Maven and Valencia. There's there's ways I, to go there. Actually, I think I really like that. I really like that. You know, the Cam Maven idea. That that's mm-hmm. one that I'm I'm gonna roll out there. I don't know if I'm as sold on Tory as you are. Yeah, but I, I would start with Cam Maven and look to build from there. Depending on you know you know, be sure to check your lineups. I got burned by that today. That's yes. If, you learn nothing else. Just be sure to be sure to check lineups. Yep, the DFS rule number one. If you can spare it, definitely try yeah. and keep an eye on those start times and get those guys swapped out. All right, and then pitchers was actually kind of thin. I only had four that I really liked. Or not um, even that actually. Honestly, I I'm looking it, it, on a day like Monday. I'm looking to pay full price for one guy, and then I'm trying to get a lottery ticket with another guy. Okay. You know, my, my full price guy, I I think is Chris Sale. Okay, against the and Astros. My lottery ticket, you know, I'm a little embarrassed to say this, but it might be Mike Walsinger. Really? Against the D-backs? Yeah. Okay. They, I mean, they're full of right-handed bats, so, I yeah. don't know, they score runs, it's tough, but he's been surprisingly decent, for sure. He's been, like, surprisingly confident. I think he could, you know, my, my, my hope is that he'll strike out enough guys to say, to, to, to keep me in the game. Uh-huh. He's got 28 strikeouts in 36 innings. Not terrible. Right. And that the Dodgers will blow up De La Rosa. That's my hope, yeah. yeah. And he's been fantastic at home this se- so far this season. He's, only, he's had three home starts, all three wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, 17 strikeouts to four walks in 19 and two-thirds innings Yeah, in Dodger Stadium. He's in Dodger Stadium on Monday. I think he's, you know, he and, he and Chris Sale would, would be the two guys that I, I would look to build a team around, honestly. Yeah. Chris Sale gets the Astros, who whiff a lot, so the ceiling is high there, and he's good enough yes. to strike out 12, you know. But it's full of tough righties, like, he can give up some homers. I I think he's going to be fine. It's not the best matchup, but it's pretty good. 
It was pretty good. Just it's from the ceiling. I'm, I'm not remotely concerned. I think he's going to deliver. You know, my favorite pick is, who I might pay the most for, is uh, A.J. Burnett gets the Brewers. They're full of righties, and A.J. Burnett's been awesome. I don't think it's going to be quite this awesome, but talk about strikeouts that'll keep your ceiling high, or your floor high. I A.J. Burnett could could do just fine against Milwaukee, I think. Yeah, um, I, I can I, see I, I've always been an A.J. Burnett guy, but he's actually been really good this year. Uh, I don't know about in the second half. He might slow down, but he's he's been good. I like A.J. Burnett. And then Mike Leake gets the Phillies, and he was awesome against them in Philadelphia, and now he gets them again. Uh, I like him as a cheap option. I prefer him over Mike Bolsinger, actually. But the same kind of level of cheap enough to get it done and has a good matchup. So I like that. How about uh, Lance McCullers going to Chicago? Are you worried about that at all? Yes. As a White Sox fan I, or as a McCullers fan? I really wish I could pick both Sale and McCullers. If you're going super cheap, McCullers Bolsinger will will, will do well. Yeah, uh, I mean McCullers has seen the White Sox, hasn't he? I'm sorry. Didn't he already match up against the White Sox once? Yeah, he did. But they're they're so bad against lefties. I don't think it matters. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And he's been pretty good. I mean, he made the jump from Double A. I think he's going to get some growing pains in the next month or two and adjust. Uh, hopefully, he adjusts. Hopefully, he adjusts to him. I don't think he's going to be this hot, but he's clearly talented. He's clearly got it going on. So I like him in Chicago. And then Shelby Miller gets the Padres. Shelby Miller has been awesome, but he doesn't strike dudes out, and that frustrates me. Or at least makes me shy away from the shiny ERA. That's the difference between him and A.J. Burnett, other than, like, 15 years, is that A.J. Burnett is going to strike out 8 or 9, and Shelby Miller might strike out 4 or 5, and that's... That could be a big difference in points for you. So I I think Shelby Miller could do well against the Padres, but I am not putting my money there. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Okay. Even though I think they could beat up Ian Kennedy. So I don't think you're crazy for taking Shelby Miller, but it's not my favorite. I like the, the strikeouts as a safety net. All right. Any pictures I missed, or does that pretty much wrap up Monday for no, I think I think we've, we've covered it. There's, no, you know, there's really nobody else I care to talk about. Okay, we're going to make Field of Streams picks for Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go first, start with Monday, and start with Lance McCullers, except he's 51% owned. I've got him at 53. Okay, I, I checked earlier today. Point is, not eligible. Should be more owned than that. Go pick him up. Uh, yeah. If you can, pick him up against the White Sox, but not eligible. This is going to come down to two guys we just talked about, at least on my list, Bolsinger or Leak. And I already set up for Mike Leak against the Phillies. He's 32% owned. He did just fine against them before. I think he'll do fine again. So it's kind of the Tom Kohler of the day. I don't think he'll be great, but he'll be just fine. So I think All Mike right. Leak is I'll, the, I'll, uh, I'll take the my, pick. I'll take my Bolsinger then. Cool. That makes sense, right? I, I think we, we pretty much covered Mike Bolsinger. I don't, do I need to grab no, off no. the season? No, I, I think it's a pretty natural split for us. And I don't mind Bolsinger, and I assume you don't mind Mike Leak, but... We're just yeah. leaning other directions a little bit. It's not a great day for streamers, honestly. You don't want Brad Hand. You don't want Marco Estrada. Um, I mean, maybe Jimmy Nelson. But I like I like our picks better, our matchups better. So Fair enough. Cool. So let's go right into Tuesday. You get to start Tuesday. I actually wrote some more names down for that. All right. I, I had a few names written down. Um, our guy, Mike Polknevich, is yep. sitting at 10% on, and he's striking out more than, more than a batter per inning. That makes my antenna go way, way up when I, yeah. when I see that. When I see when I see the strikeout tire the innings pitch for a starting pitcher, yep. 
that that's that, that's where Matt says, "Wait a minute, this isn't getting interesting." He deserves more attention for sure. Absolutely, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of surprised it's only ten percent. You know, yeah. uh, we also got my, my guy Anthony Desclafani. Yeah, at home, at home against uh, Philadelphia. Over under point five strikeouts this time. Yeah, he has to get one, right? You would think he would have to get one. Yes, he gets a second chance at trying to strike out a Philly this time around. Uh, you know, he's just like your he's just like a competent starting pitcher is really what he is. You know, he's yeah. three CRA, one two six whip. I like it. I like it. I'm I'm I, I'm I'm fine with Anthony Escobar in 2015. I really am. Mm-hmm. Um, other names kind of stand out to me. Um, I, I kind of think your, your guy Eduardo Rodriguez is, is over owned at this point. Over owned? I have him at 24. percent Oh really? Yeah. I, no. I, my, 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 I, oh, I've got him at 60. Do you? Did I look this up wrong? To be fair, to clarify, give me a break. I did all of my podcast research via cell phone because my internet was out earlier. So it is entirely possible I have this wrong, in which case, uh, oh, oh crap. Okay. So I'm looking at it again <laughs> via phone. I was looking at start percentage, not own percentage. Because I'm using the Yahoo app on my phone, which would be wrong, which would be incorrect. So Lance McCullers was so my numbers are all funky. Okay, um, uh, okay, that's fine. Yes, at that point, I don't know that he's overowned yet, and he's certainly not as underowned as I thought he was. It's two starts. He's been good. He's been. I don't like this. I wrote him down. I want to discuss him. I think people should pick him up. I don't want him in Baltimore. Agreed. But I like him. I think he's worth a flyer, depending on your format. That's fair. We've yeah. got my uh, the names I'd written down. We've got my guy Carlos Rodon at home against uh, Houston. Yeah, I don't necessarily love this matchup for for Carlos. I do love Carlos unconditionally. Yeah, you don't think he can uh, handle him as well as Chris Sale? The strikeouts are still there. The strikeouts are absolutely there, but so are the walks. Yeah, and that just that just scares the crap out of me. Um, you know, and you know, to, to his credit, he really doesn't have much of a home or road split. Uh-huh. If anything, he's been slightly better on the road, but. You know, you're going to figure out how to pitch in, in U.S. Cellular at some point, right? Yeah. See, other, other names I had written down, I think that's about it. You know, I, I guess you could try to talk me into Carlos Frias. I, you know, my pick is, is Fulton Evich. It really is. You're going with Fulton Evich? Yeah. All right. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I, you get I, San I, Diego. I the arrow on his season is pointing point in the right direction, where the arrow on Desclafani's season is kind of like a, more of a sideways. Yeah. And we made fun of Fulton Nevich earlier, but he's proven us wrong, at least a little bit so far. Okay. So, who do you got for today? Um, I wrote Miguel Gonzalez against Boston, but I don't like that matchup. He's been, he's been underrated. Uh, Rowan Elias goes to Cleveland, no thanks. I wrote Rodon. The names that you didn't mention that I like, um, Nate Carnes gets the Angels, and again, he's gonna kill righties, but he won't go deep into the game, unfortunately. And then, Chris Young at the Twins. Am I crazy to think about Chris Young at the Twins? Ugh. Ugh. Dude, you took him at Yankee Stadium. I can't take him at Target Field. That's, I mean, that's the start where you'd want him. You think so? At the Twins, and he's right-handed? Yeah, I do. I'm not sure I'm going to do it, but I'm certainly thinking about it. Yeah, you took him at Yankee Stadium, I'm just saying. But I, yeah, but he, I didn't have to worry about the, the Twins stealing signs when he, in Yankee Stadium. That's true. Or, I'm sorry, in, in Kansas City, I should say. I'm going to take Nate Carnes, but honorable mention Chris Young. I don't expect a lot of innings from Nate Carnes, but I expect him to handle the Angels. But I like the guys you mentioned, too. And I like Eduardo Rodriguez. It's not a great matchup. And uh, 
I have my eye on Chris Young. If you want him, now's the time to take him, but there are just too many other decent options. So I have Nate Carnes. And then... All right, welcome back to the Field of Streams podcast, with, which is a, a seamless interruption there, but my internet made it 90% of the way through the episode before we had to, before going down. Uh, so now we're recording quasi by phone as a way to get this done. Matt, how are you doing? I'm still doing well, Dylan. All right. I'm, I'm ready to throw my modem in the river right after we finish recording this. Just say goodnight to my PKW 5000Z, whatever it is, it's going in the drink. But, um, our last thing to discuss is picks for Wednesday. And I had six pitchers I liked on Wednesday. Um, talking about how I like Aaron Sanchez. I had said that earlier in the season, waiting for him to turn around, and he didn't. And then he finally kind of has, and it's mostly been control-related. He has great stuff, but he's looked good in the last month-ish. Um, he's only 9% owned. I don't like him at home against Miami. If we're in Miami, I would certainly consider it, but the Toronto's just mean. It, the Dome is just mean. So um, I'm not picking him, but I think in your deeper leagues, it's time to grab him, because if he had a good second half, I would not be blown away. Um Yeah, Charlie Morton gets the Brewers. Again, they're heavy, they're righty heavy, and he kills righties. I'm on board there. Steve liked him, and I'm following suit. Williams Perez is another Braves pitcher who we mocked at first, but he's turned out to be better than we thought. And he gets the Padres. Erasmo Ramirez gets the Angels. I like, yeah, he, no, not yet, not yet, but still watching. <laughs> not yet, but I'm still watching. Um, okay. Jesse Hahn gets Texas, and Jesse Hahn still has potential. But Texas is, can weirdly score runs. I don't, they're they're weird right now. And, yeah, and uh, Brett Anderson gets the D-backs. I like Brett Anderson. I don't like lefties against Arizona. So no. I'm going with Charlie Morton against the Brewers, and I'm not. I don't love it, but again, he kills righties, and on paper it should be good. You know, on paper he should be able to take down Luke Roy Gomez, Braun, hopefully. Uh, and it's at home. It's not in Milwaukee. That helps that it's in Pittsburgh. So. Like Charlie Morton, I'm not pumped about it. I'm not saying run out and get him, but uh, that's my pick for Wednesday. Who do you got? Yeah, I, honestly, you, you never run off a lot of things that I had. I should know we should be doing with Shane Green. His mom is like twenty percent owned. Yeah, it's because he gave up about twenty homers. Yeah, it's pretty much. I I, I think is, is Shane Green over. Is that is that is that shit still? Um, no, I'm not picking him anytime soon. I need to see him correctly right the ship, other than it's sailed, but. No, I mean, I still have, I'm still paying attention, but I'm not picking him anytime soon. Uh, I did when I had, when I looked at the schedule that was on Tuesday. Is that now on Wednesday? I've got him on Wednesday, yeah. Okay, um, I mentioned yes, lost over. Said, so I don't, no, no thanks, but, but worth mentioning. Yeah, they're surprisingly confident about that pitching. Yeah, Mike Avila is, right? They've scored 101 Yeah, I don't think that's bad at all. No, I, well, and again, based on your track record this season, I don't, I don't know if that's a good that's thing true. or not. That's true. That's <laughs> true. That is not false. So, uh, yeah, there, there really weren't any other names that I really looked you know, at. I, I glanced at, at, at the typo, Williams Perez. Yeah. He's so horrific. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's, just a horror, he's just a horror show that throws baseballs. I don't... 
but he's getting some results. Some results. Mentioning, I think he's more noteworthy than we initially thought, but no, he's not worth picking yet. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jesse Hunt and his Trent Yam-like face. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I wrote that down, but yeah, I don't. Wednesday's a little tough. I like that. Um, and Aaron Sanchez could be good, but I'm not brave enough. Not yet, but it, he has my attention. He has yeah. he has a lot of upside in the second half. So okay well that'll wrap us up sorry we had to end the show this way i'm literally standing here holding my cell phone on speakerphone to a microphone we've really been experimenting with technology the last uh week or so but uh yeah like i said i'm about to get out of here and go light my modem on fire light it on fire and then throw it off my balcony into the river so i don't know not actually not truly going to do that but i'm thinking about it been thinking about it all weekend so um Yeah, we'll be back on Tuesday, whether I have to record from a cafe or something. <laughs> we'll be back on Tuesday figuring this out. Uh, yeah, Matt, you got anything over the next few days? Uh, no. Okay. No news. Well, I, 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 I have told you I'm going to be in Cleveland in Oh, yeah. Any, any fans of the podcast that want to take Matt to see the tribe will be in Cleveland in September. Okay. months away. I'm I'm figuring out how to record on Tuesday. We'll figure that out in September. Uh, Alright, but uh, yeah, that should do it for us for Monday. Good luck with your uh, your slates on Monday and make sure to tweet us. I'm on Twitter at HigginsFOS. Matt is on Twitter at MattDFP911. And yeah, we want to hear from you guys. Definitely holler at us. We've been getting more interaction. It's been good. So, yeah. yep. Other than that, uh, we'll talk to you guys on Tuesday. Enjoy your Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.